jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! of Darkness! Well, here we are on a Tuesday of all days, right? I don't know. I shouldn't do that because you see, listeners, what happens is... Okay, our re-re-3-ing fundraiser is running... Monday through Sunday, okay? But we have to work a day ahead. So we record Tuesday's episode on Monday, and but we're watching the fundraising in live time. Like, I just, I, it hurts my head. I feel like <laughs> I'm in that movie Scanners and it's like right before my head explodes. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You are absolutely right. So I forgot. Here I thought, as we announced this yesterday, which is today, but technically right now today is tomorrow. As we announced this, I was thinking to myself, oh, the wackiness of the three inning is that we do an episode every day and we just watch all these movies in this amount of time. But I'm understanding, no, you dum-dum, you completely forgot that you are trapped in a time like like you know one of those wave pool park things oh yeah we're like shudder through me i know full shudder (laughs) waves flying at you children's pee um too much chlorine and it's all and you're you're trapped in it but it's it's time it's the three inning time that doesn't make any sense you don't know when it is you don't know you're trying to give people live updates but a day ahead and then, like, we have our thermometer, and people raise, you're raising money, people, but I'm going to tell you money on today's show, but tomorrow, that's not even going to count, because we're going to be so blown out of the water from where we were at 24 hours ago. Yeah. Like, as we're recording this, the fundraiser, and, like, the surprise, you know, because we didn't tell you guys that the 3 inning was happening. We just sprang it on you. Yeah. Sprung it? Sprang it. Sprung it? Sprung it. Sprung it. We <laughs> sprunged it on you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, literally two hours ago. Two hours, the whole thing has been live. The episode went up and poof, here's the link to the GoFundMe. And you guys have already blown past our first fundraising goal. Stacy, this is like two hours in. We're already at 27 donations and $1,070. You guys. Like, our goal was 1000 We're $70 over that. <laughs> and, I mean, the episode, even before you guys listened to the episode, because I know the episode is like an hour long, and at 15 minutes after we launched it, you guys were already donating. Yeah, you didn't know how we felt about Jeff Fahey and Psycho 3 by that point. Well, you probably did. You could assume, but you didn't know for sure. Like, what if you disagreed with our opinions? Also, uh, please don't not donate because you disagree with our opinions about a fucking horror movie. (laughs) Someone, she's like getting out her wallet. No, she's getting out her checkbook. 
Yeah. She starts, she, yeah. she clicks the pen. She starts to, you know, she's going to go write the check. And then she hears, she hears how we felt about that soundtrack. And it's just, oh, oh you gay lords. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I granted, I have had people who disagree with my opinions about horror movies literally tell me to kill myself well these uh, are this is serious stuff we're talking about stacy it's true when they're like what you didn't like the movie i like you really should just kill yourself <laughs> like i've had that happen i've had oh there's been a lot of letters to the editor at room morgue i've had comments on final girl i've you know what i mean like just as a person putting work out into the ether you're gonna get that kind of thing yes but when it comes to donating to a worthy cause, please, like you can donate and tell me to kill myself. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Oh, wow. Well, people on the internet are awful is what I'm hearing. But what I'm seeing is that Gaylord's listeners Incredible. are amazing. Yeah. amazing angels remember this is the re re three inning this is through every day through may 7th we're raising this money um with all of your help and your support and your shares and listens uh, and watch alongs uh and this is all going through gofundme that's gofundme.com forward slash f forward slash gaylords you can also access it by going to our website gaylordsdarkness.com clicking the banner link you can also click the bio link in all of our social media uh and everything that we're fundraising for goes to transgender law center who changes law policy and attitudes so that all people can live safely authentically and free from discrimination regardless of their gender identity or expression transgender (laughs) excuse me Transgender Law Center is the largest national trans-led organization advocating for a world in which all people are free to define themselves and their futures. So once again, that's gofundme.com forward slash F forward slash Gaylords. Yay! So we already blew past the first goal. That's amazing. This is bonkers. Like at this rate, we could conceivably blow past a second goal that we would announce today that people would hear tomorrow. Let's see again. Yeah. Oh, I know. And it just amazes me that the campaign is so newborn. Like if it was a an actual baby, I don't even think it would be ready for a teat. Yeah. No. <laughs> it just would be laying there screaming. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know how babies happen. Whatever. This midwife comes in. She's like, oh, she's ready for a teat. She just stopped screaming, and now she wants the teat. I scraped off the afterbirth. <laughs> She's ready for the teat. I popped it in the freezer for you, though. Crush it up and put it in a pill form. Fry it up. Mmm, make a pate. <laughs> oh, boy. So, <laughs> she's for fun. <laughs> day two it's day two of the three inning we have already become irish midwives <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we're gonna change the fundraising goal now though right yeah yeah oh we're gonna do it live live on the air i just have to figure out how okay <laughs> drum roll In the meantime. oh okay <laughs> That wasn't a drum roll. <laughs> Stacy, 
Are you ready? I'm ready. Gaylords of Darkness for Transgender Law Center. We are up in that... uh, (laughs) We are up in that (laughs) thermometer to publish changes. Here we go. 2,500, baby. (gasps) Yes! Ooh, look at that. Now our fundraising thermometer is... But almost halfway to its goal with that 1,070 that we were starting at there. It grows and grows. She grows and grows. Yes, she do. 2,500. I think we're going to do it. I, I think, think we're we going to do, do it. I think we can do it. This is the thing. I'm like, I get so blown away. I'm like, wow, look at all this raised so quickly. And, but then I set that and then I'm like, oh no, I don't know. Yeah, we're not going to make it. I, <laughs> the pure terrible. terror that I just default to. Yeah. Oh, I flew too close to the sun. My waxen wings. <laughs> you know. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll know uh, tomorrow. I mean, we'll know later today. Whatever. I don't know. Don't ask me about time. Only ask me about the movie we're going to talk about today. Yep. (laughs) Which is Zombie 3. 1988. So, I mean, right there. Anytime you see parentheses 1988 after a horror movie title oh you know it's gonna be real good right uh really that's my favorite horror movies all came from 88 to 92 not counting sounds of the lambs i don't like elevated horror uh (laughs) it's all garbage you're correct yeah yeah. (laughs) uh so you say uh, Lucio Fulci, 1988. Everybody knows he put out his best work in the late 80s, early 90s. Oh, Demonia? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, man. You know what, though? I was looking forward to this movie because I'd never seen it, and I didn't have high expectations. Uh, but still, there's something appealing. You put the words Fulci and zombie next to each other, and I'm, my hands are rubbing on each other <laughs> of no. their own volition it just happens it's no isn't it wild how they just go Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh and so watching it i don't know i really had fun with it i really liked it <laughs> i love that <laughs> i was in hellfire agony it's <laughs> like, <laughs> just like Please give me something. <laughs> oh, well, that's the thing. This movie has nothing. It's not good, quote unquote. Uh, it was made for 50 cents at the most. Um, nothing really kind of happens in it. Like stuff no. happens, but overall nothing really happens. Doesn't make sense. Definitely out of every movie that we've watched, 200 plus episodes of this show, the worst acting in any movie that we've covered oh except for dr professor (laughs) (laughs) who who i would like to go back and remove all the gays from every winner (laughs) like physically remove them from them and then give him every gay look i know that not every actor is going to be Tony Collette and Hereditary. I know that not every actor is going to be Marsha Carr in Killer Workout. Okay, thank you. Like, thank you. You know, like we have the heights. However, the people in this movie—it's not even a matter of 
uh, not great acting, clearly amateur or whatever. It's a matter of I watch these people and I say, have you ever spoken any words out loud in your life? Because it's not a matter of just like not being able to act. It's like weird pauses and in oh. crazy inflections. And I, I just I'm like, what? You guys have spoken words before, right? Especially Dr. Professor. It is those pauses where he's like, you don't understand the <laughs> science. <laughs> it's just so, like a speak and spell. Yes, yeah, Indian yeah. speak and spell could have delivered uh, Shakespearean level accolades. That robot voice from like a fucking TikTok video that's like, do you know why we need to cancel this person? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's a better performance. Yeah, give us Portal Robot. Like, she, <laughs> she's sardonic. <laughs> Yeah, despite all of this, I don't know, maybe I was just feeling weak. Maybe there's a <laughs> gas leak in here. I don't know what, but I still, I don't know, I still had fun with this. Oh, I love that. I had, there were definitely moments where I latched in and was laughing quite a bit. Uh, but, oh, she <laughs> was a rough watch. <laughs> oh, no. Well, you had mentioned yesterday when we uh, said that we were going to cover this today that it sounded like a total ripoff of Return of the Living Dead. And yeah, I mean, it is. Well, it's Return of the Living Dead and the crazies. Right. And the crazies and zombie. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like all of those movies had a a really long night of passionate love making. <laughs> And then nine months later, one of them pops out Zombie 3. <laughs> and then 18 years later, she writes a series of letters to her possible father. Meryl Streep plays her mom, and it's a musical. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds good. <laughs> hey, it's set on an island, too. Mamma Mia is also on an island. <laughs> Yes, that's the thing is like, I was, I don't know, as soon as the like title sequence kind of kicked in and it was like music that can't compare remotely to Fabio Fritzi. Oh, I just long for Fritzi. Yeah, but it's still music. I don't know. And I know that it's like a Fulci movie and there's a helicopter and there's the palm trees. And I'm just like, I think what it is, is I was high on residual zombie love. Yeah. Because y'all know that I love Fulci zombie for sure. We did an episode on it, right? Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And so those echoes really just sucked me in. And so even though this was like not even the great value version of zombie, this is like, oh, I don't know. This is Palm Springs Community Theater. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say something about waiting for Guffman, but I'm like, I don't know. They would they would do a better job, I think. <laughs> yeah, they've got Parker Posey in. Right, Catherine O'Hara. Incredible cast. <laughs> Um, so it is definitely, there's a lot of Return of the Living Dead in this, um, because there is a, uh, an army lab in the Philippines oh, is working on a military bacteriological weapon. <laughs> Death one. Death one. 
<laughs> it's such a great name. <laughs> yeah. I I'm sorry. I love the scary military bunker, which is consists of a whiteboard mm, yeah. that says death one, and then like three military dudes stand in front of it and occasionally yell at scientists. And <laughs> so good. The the like I mean this movie is so cheap that like like the the uniforms are all so ill fitting on oh, everybody just like uh, saggy <laughs> saggy really terrible like not even party city level not even like spirit halloween no like there's one scene where there's cobwebs and it's just like man you got you couldn't even do the fake cobwebs right like it just looks <laughs> like cotton balls hanging there the ID cards, all the scientists are wearing like their lab quote lab coats and uh their ID badges just say ID on them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So they're working on death one, some kind of bacteriological weapon, um, but it's super dangerous, right? And they inject it into this poor man uh who immediately turns into like a pustule and he seems real mad about things and wants to kill people (laughs) and so the the scientists are like no army like we can't do this we quit it's too dangerous and the army's like okay i don't know whatever they have a box with the fucking virus in it right and then some people want to steal it and some people try to get away the point is the virus gets out of course right uh and then Sometimes it can immediately turn people into zombie things. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes the zombies are like old-fashioned, fulci, just kind of stand there and shuffle back and forth zombies. Sometimes they're total like rage ninjas. Oh my god, like straight out of the raid with machetes and everything. Yeah. Um, And then you have a couple of army dudes on leave and they hook up with of course it's all white people like all of the this is i'm getting so ahead of myself <laughs> but like nothing happens people that's the thing place yeah there there's no there are scenes question <laughs> <Yeah>. mark <laughs> but it's mostly people going place to place every place they go to is totally like abandoned and run down and i'm not sure if this is supposed to be a result of this quote-unquote really tiny apocalypse or are these like old abandoned places that's never really made clear but people go to an abandoned place Mm -hmm. repeatedly in search of water for someone else and they'll go into like an old resort a hotel or something which is like falling down there's fucking trees growing out of the floor all this and they'll be like hello i need water how come you're not answering me and it's like what is wrong with you (laughs) So that keeps happening. And then it's over. Like they, the army is like, we've contained this, but they haven't. And then that's kind of it. And it tries to set up something for zombie four. Yep. It's not over. Okay. Sure. (laughs) Whatever. But there are so many highlights in this movie. I mean, this movie does have somebody opens up like a refrigerator in search of fucking water. And a head (laughs) flies out of the refrigerator and starts biting somebody. And so I say, Anthony, what is wrong with you? This movie is perfect. (laughs) And the head goes, oh! (laughs) And a 
okay, listen. I wrote, head flying out of fridge, what the fuck, incredible, what the fuck. <laughs> that was, that was my moment of sheer joy. I loved head flying out of the fridge. It's so unexpected, and it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen, and I I was in heaven. Yes, that was, that was fully me at my happiest, happy place. Went back in, deleted all of the Gaze Award winners, and <laughs> and put head flying out of the fridge as best random character and my my ma'am and final girl <laughs> and housewife. <laughs> I love her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. So Fulci apparently Jason looked into it, and Fulci, um, I guess he had a stroke during the filming of this movie. And so that's what there's like other directors that came in and also worked on it. And apparently he also delivered a 70 minute cut of the film initially. And then they're like, no, no, we need a more movie. <laughs> and so the movie ended up being eight hours long. And, uh, but Fulci said that the scene he was the most, the only thing he was proud of in the film was the head flying out of the fridge. Nice. To which I say, thank you so much. To which I also say, this makes zero sense oh yeah listen i know it's italian i can't look for logic in a italian cornfield but but there we have it (laughs) it's incredible yeah he supposedly left about like you said he delivered maybe 70 minutes he left the movie bruno mattei stepped in to direct it and of course he's boy he's done some zombie stuff he did a lot of nazi exploitation movies he did women in prison movies like i'm not a bruno Mattei fan the only zombie movie of his that i've ever seen is hell hell of the living dead oh i haven't seen that one it's terrible like he's just not for me but he supposedly stepped in and finished it and he claims to have shot like 40 percent of the movie however the person credited as the screenwriter, who's Claudio Fragasso, apparently his wife is the one who did the bulk of the writing and developed it the most, but he got all, as co-writer, he got all of the credit for this movie. Oh! Um, and he also claims that he directed a lot of the scenes that Bruno Mattei is taking credit for. So who knows what happened? Lucio Fulci said, no, I wasn't sick. I just, like, didn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Bruno Mattei says that the movie is very much, he considers it very much Fulci's, even though he directed so much. He's like, this is still Fulci's heart and soul, and it's got his fingerprints all over it, whatever. Lucio Fulci says, I don't disown any of my films except for Zombie 3. It was made by a group of idiots. Wow. So it's just... Who knows the truth of this movie? Um, Claudio Fragasso went on to direct Zombie 4, which his wife wrote and got full credit for the writing on that one, at least. Hell yeah! Okay, well, I stand Lady Fragasso. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm so happy that she went from... Uh, I, I, she got out of the Nicolodi curse and got the credit that she deserved. Yes, Rosella Drudy. That's her. Rosella Drudy. Okay, well then, the, I love her. This movie is hers, and she's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I love this movie. <laughs> yeah. So who knows how much? Who can take? You know, who's responsible for what? I don't know. But that says so much about. I mean, it's an Italian film, so it already has that 
going for it and against it. But that that's all like in the background of just how this was made. Like that someone can't even cite an author. (laughs) Says so much. It usually, when you watch a movie and then you find it, something like Curtains, for example, you know, you watch it and it feels disjointed and et cetera, et cetera. And then you read that, well, there were three directors and there was arguing and this person left a half an hour into it and blah, blah, blah. It's like it, that, all, that kind of chaos behind the scenes always comes through on screen. Yep. You know, they stitch together something the best that they can, but uh, it just, the movie suffers for sure. I mean, even if it it can be the same director and just looking at studio interference or something that happens so often nowadays where they put it in front of an audience, the audience says, I didn't like it. <laughs> so then they change the ending, they reshoot the movie. And it just like, I, I always think back to um, the Stepford Wives remake that uh, Paul Rudnick wrote, Frank Oz directed, which like you should be able to trust in that team. But the movie is just an abject mess. <laughs> They reshot it, shot it. The people, the audience didn't like that the Stepford Wives were robots. So then they were like, no, they just have a computer chip in their head. Even though Faith Hill is an ATM. It makes no sense. Oh, no. Made no sense. It was just so sad, so bad. Made me mad. So, I mean, like, like we gave you the the plot breakdown. Like, people just go from place to place. Like, that's kind of it. And they the, the numbers of survivors get whittled down. Until there's like two people left. Plus the undead DJ. Oh, Mr. Blueheart. Mr. Blueheart. He's been giving us updates throughout this whole thing, you know. But he always has his back to the camera. Oh no. And at the end, he's like, it's year zero, man. It's a new world, man. And this next (laughs) tune goes out to all my undead friends in the world <laughs> and like he doesn't have eyes and he's a zombie now but he's still he's still gotta work yeah no eyes all pus yeah and he's still eloquently forming sentences and broadcasting a radio program yeah like zombie really, stevie wayne really stupid but i i laughed between that and the flying severed head and the infected birds which attack a van full of, full of people love that i'm like i'm into it man let's let us not also forget the classic line i feel better patricia but i'm thirsty for your blood yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay this movie's kind of great now that i'm thinking a little <laughs> bit great and I, like honestly, like I don't. This movie isn't. I don't think trying to say anything, you know, except <laughs> maybe, like, maybe crying for help. Like that's about it. But people do characters from time to time throw out like. I mean, it was the late '80s, right? When when Greenpeace really kind of started <sighs> making a name for themselves etc like people started getting aware that that humanity was having a detrimental effect on the environment right um and so that kind of comes up early on like there's some kind of ecological mess and even blue heart is like man we've been ruining the world for so long now whatever (laughs) so i mean there's that and also i cannot help but look at a movie like this where it is the U.S. Army 
going into a Southeast Asian island community Mm -hmm. and, you know, lying to them and releasing this toxin and eventually mowing down the native population with their guns. Yeah. There's something in there, even if it's just... Uh, problematic like even if it's just the way these movies work and it gets so irritating as a viewer did your jaw fall off during that eye roll <laughs> my head flew out of the body yeah went went into a fridge to yeah. fly out later yeah but i mean movies like this like the Filipinos don't get to be the heroes. They don't even get to be main characters. And we see this so often, especially in zombie movies, because it tends to, especially a lot of the Italian zombie movies, because it's not just like, oh no, there are zombies in New York City. Or, oh no, Return of the Living Dead. Like, it's the army, but it's a small American community, right? Instead, it's a quote, voodoo curse. And it's like, oh, no, here we are in, quote, Africa. Or it's always a tropical <laughs> island in Southeast Asia. Yeah. Where these things happen. But but the native population never gets, like, more than a line of dialogue. They don't get to be the hero. They don't get to be a main character. They are just there to turn infected, uh, try to kill the white heroes, and yep. then get killed. Yep. And so, I don't know. Especially when it's like the Philippines or something like it's just I don't know there were shades of like Vietnam in this to me yeah yeah of, of no the army causing this problem and then literally saying kill them all and throw them in mass graves and that's the end of it problem solved. See, I didn't think this thoughtfully about this film, and I think this is all in there one hundred percent. There's a there's a cynicism that's coming through in uh I oh my god what's what's our queen lady Fergasso what's her yeah. name <laughs> Rosella Drudy Rosella Drudy there's some brilliance coming through in her script some some cynical brilliance about uh military gone wrong globalism world powers gone wrong uh I mean if you look at even that sequence where, I mean, uh, scientist professor, doctor professor is all like, <laughs> just acting. He's acting. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's Meryl Streep, Big Little Lies season two. He's got his <laughs> Alexander Skarsgård flipper and he is acting his heart out. And he's like, you can't just kill everybody. And he's <laughs> upset at them. And they're like, well, do you have a better solution? And blah, blah, blah. And he's saying, well, he's concerned about this will go epidemic and this will spread to America and this will spread to blah, blah, blah. And what do we, and the guy, the scientist or the military just laughs at him, take him seriously. And I'm like, well, we have already seen that happen in real life for the last three years. That's exhilarating. Yeah. Well, the scientists, the, the army thinks you can just murder the problem away, right? If they just quarantine it. And then kill everybody in the quarantine zone, that'll be fine. Like, disregarding the scientists who are like, yeah. you have burned bodies and released this into the air, and now it's having untold ecological ramifications that are going to infect the globe. Yeah, and we don't know how long it's going to be in the air. We don't know if a rainstorm is going to trigger, like, a whole new slew of infections. Right. So the scientists say, we're going to work on an antidote to it. And the army's like, okay, good luck with that. So the army feeds info 
to Blue Heart, the DJ, who is then telling people over the airwaves that the army is here to help and they have vaccines that can instantly cure you. And, quote, if you see any heroic young men in masks and white overalls, run to them and they will help you. And so then you get all these scenes of like Filipi- like infected Filipino people. I mean, maybe they want to eat them. They are zombies at this point, but they are running towards these heroic young men who then literally just mow them down with mm-hmm. machine guns. Mm-hmm. That whole sequence with Blue Heart's narration, um, the the people the 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 crazies esque military, uh, which is also shades of Night Living Dead militia, but uh, seeing all of that happening and edited in that style, it felt very um, proto Verhoeven, like his, like the sort of PSAs that he would put in like Robocop or Starship Troopers, mm-hmm. where it's just fully cynical <laughs> and, and mocking uh, sort of that sort of propaganda, the sort of that sort of messaging that comes through in like a fascist state. And it's, it's fully that it's it, that scene I thought was, very funny and smart and self-aware for for the, all the rest of the material. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like I don't know what how much is deliberate in this movie or whatever, but you can't watch scenes of army people that are either from America or conscripted local populations mowing down jungle villages full of Southeast Asians. Like you can't not take note of it or think there's something in there yeah yeah Yeah. and then it all hits home when it when it happens to the hot white blondie right (laughs) then he approaches the military and thinks hey hey man and then blown away so i don't know i mean it's not a good movie uh there's stuff to read into it of course but granted we here at gay lords of darkness can read into anything hand me a blank piece of paper and i'll be like well clearly this is about uh, the history of <laughs> the civil rights movement and the, you know whatever i can read into anything <laughs> <laughs> but it is it is there somewhere in this movie you absolutely get the, you get the flying head you get the bird <laughs> attack you get uh, the pr- poor pregnant woman, a local pregnant woman who has gone oh. to the the abandoned rundown hospital to like, I don't know. Like, I mean, they, she was told that hospitals were a place of sanctuary. So she goes and she's like laying there on the gurney in labor all by herself. And then <laughs> like clearly she's going to have a zombie baby. So a hand bursts out of her stomach but it's a fully like formed adult sized hand <laughs> it's full adult zombie hand yeah and i was like this is awesome <laughs> you're like yeah. yeah i was like that's cool so the effects are gross but definitely like not good you know what i mean yes not yes. good effects, but there's a lot of there's green blood and blisters and all that kind of stuff. It's Jason pointed out it's very the these zombies, while they do they fluctuate between like you said earlier, you know, between rage or just straight up Fulci conquistadors, like there's definitely it feels more of a mutation element happens. And then it's it's almost demons esque. 
mm-hmm. with with the pustules and the green and the pus and the boils and the pustules. <laughs> yeah, you it's get a, a scratch on your face and you turn and yeah. Because they keep, they do mention like over the airwaves, Blue Hearts Radio. It's like, oh, the the dead are returning to life. We don't really see that. Like this movie clearly, I mean, it's clearly made, like we said, for 50 cents. But it also, not even just in the effects and everything, but in the limitations of what happens in the movie. You see those budgetary restraints, you know what I mean? Like it's supposed to, oh, the dead are returning and families are turning on each other and et cetera, et cetera. But we've got our core cast of like four people going from abandoned location to abandoned location while a bunch of Filipino men in traditional linens attack them. Yes. We never see anybody like, like a a dead person really come back except for like maybe one of Mm -hmm. the survivors. We don't see anybody coming out of the ground. We don't see any families. Don't really see any native women except for the pregnant one. Yep. So it's all it's very cheap movie i guess i don't even think for a zombie film i don't even think there's a a a gut buffet is there no because they they do a lot of piling on people and going like like they're biting them and then like we see you know you see the hero the hero the the that scene's hero fall under the the ensuing pylon of corpses or zombies but but that's it. There's no, there's no like, now we're reaching in the guts and pulling out the guts and eating the guts. Yeah, it's, it, I think that's probably the cheapness. A lot of it, a lot of the attack scenes end up with like face trauma. People yeah, lots, their faces scratched lots of scratches. And yeah. And then you think that we're going to get the feast scene at the end with one of the army guys. Like our intrepid heroes, which are two American soldiers and the nice white blonde lady who got hurt but doesn't seem to be turning into anything yeah i was so confused i was expecting that to be the big twist at the end like everything's okay and then she's like no it's not (laughs) 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 but instead we give blue heart is an undead now like okay whatever yeah uh so one of the army dudes they find a helicopter and they're gonna take off and like the one guy gets in to fly the helicopter the lady gets in and then the other guy like can't make it in time and he ends up under the the group of zombies yeah oh the secret hay zombies yeah that jump <laughs> like out we're at. hiding out of the end of the hay <laughs> um you think that he's gonna get ripped apart like that like it seems absolutely perfect for yeah the, the feast scene and then it doesn't happen he like karate kicks a bunch of them and then is fine and then he gets shot by the army yeah yeah fully thought it was gonna happen especially with a helicopter over him so you get that nice bird's eye view mm-hmm. no didn't happen yeah they did not have the vulture said cut print yeah <laughs> good enough i don't care yeah <laughs> yeah but i don't know despite all of that despite i think probably what bothers me the most is when there are unclear rules to things like this i just need clarity like one woman falls into a hot spring and that turns her somehow and when she comes out her legs are like chomped off at the knee for some reason well, Stacy, did you notice the bubbling around her? That was obviously the bubbling of um a bunch of zombies and not a pool bubble water pool hose. 
<laughs> I see. Okay. Well, that they, makes sense. It was like, how is she also vaulting like eight feet out of the water each time she's trying to get out? I don't know, but I loved it. Yeah, it made no sense. Yeah. So just somebody like getting scratched and then and then you have the classic like, we'll get you to safety. And then while the person lays there and moans and sweats, you know, like we've seen this in every zombie movie since Night of the Fucking Living Dead yep. when little Karen Cooper was in that basement, right? Yep. We've seen it. So like, that's okay. But then some people instantly turn and you just, you have this entire local native population that has turned and a lot of them are under the hay, like you said, and all of this, but we never see them actually, they're not afforded opportunities for us to actually see their stories and like how they got turned. No. Sometimes the birds are angry also and infected. I mean, it's just all over the place. It's really all over the place. Sometimes it's a head in a fridge. Oh, man. How did the head get in the... Like, why was there a head in the refrigerator? Why was it there? Why does it... Why does it fly? Like, when they've already... They've established that... Uh, consistency, right? She's like, I have to end this, or whatever, for her boyfriend in peril. So she chops his head off, and then he's dead. Right. But, like, his head doesn't magically fly. It doesn't say, like, oh, you shoveled me, but too late! And then fly at her right heads up like he doesn't do that so why you open the fridge it's not a spring-loaded severed head because it fly like it it makes an, an intentional choice of levitation propelled levitation <laughs> at the it's so wicked it's so weird. I love it. It was so unexpected. Like that's the true joy of it. Like I mean, like how could you ever expect that? But well, especially especially when it doesn't follow the rules that once again were never established. But <laughs> it's completely outside of this film. <laughs> it's so good. So I I don't know. I just I love a little consistency, no matter how much how ludicrous it is. Unless it's some, unless they make it a point that like, oh, oh, the virus is evolving and now the zombies can fly or whatever. Right. You know, I mean, he like severed head aside, like any time, no matter what movie it is, if a severed head comes flying in and starts biting somebody, you have my blessing. Oh, it's just the best. But I just, I don't know. You can't, it's like, it's, it's, it becomes a thing of convenience of like, oh, the hero got bit. But hasn't turned yet, and he can still run around and do all this stuff. You know, like that kind of thing. That, well, that's, I mean, that's one of the, my biggest issues with the Alien franchise. Is, what is the, what is the life cycle of a, of a face hugger and the embryo? Sometimes it's an entire movie. Sometimes it's two seconds. I'm looking at you, Alien Covenant. Literally, there is a scene in Alien Covenant, my, one of my most most one of your archest of enemies thank you i if the flames on the side of the face were so <laughs> profound that i couldn't even form sentences archest of em enemies like like the nemesis and there is a scene where one character is like in a hallway doing something another character gets face huggered and then by the end of the scene when the other character walks out of the hallway the embryo has burst out and then in the next scene, it's a fully formed xenomorph. What? Yeah. And I'm like, consistency. 
Is it a voodoo pregnancy or is it a normal nine months? I need to know. <laughs> Head flying out of fridge. She doesn't follow rules, though, nor does she need them. She's her own woman. She is. She's in an iconoclast. She's doing her own thing. She's a maverick, if you will. She has a business degree. <laughs> <laughs> she does fridge repair. Yeah. That's what she was doing. She was repairing the fridge and she was upset that someone disturbed her. Oh, there you go. Focus. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But if it's just a matter of somebody getting scratched, there should be some kind of consistency to it, right? Yeah. That one guy, he hurt his hand or whatever. The initial guy contaminant patient zero hurts his hand next thing you know he's in like a hotel room being weird for a day then he chops his hand off and then he's suddenly a zombie versus somebody else you know one second versus the hotel worker who went in picked up his glass his empty water glass dropped it and so he cut his hand and that was enough to like immediately turn him into a zombie yes that was how fast that infection worked. But Maid, who gets killed by him, doesn't come back. So confusing. Yeah. So, But this is why I am not making Italian zombie movies. I have a hard time letting go of things. Because I'd be that nerd on set who's like, um, pardon me, the incubation <laughs> period is not quite long enough here. <laughs> Get the fuck out! Like, the shot is set up! And then suddenly four eyes leads into frame with her pocket protector. She's pulling up her, her pants. One, that one hand up in the air with the with the extended index finger. Yeah, excuse my, me. Excuse me. <laughs> my badge that just says ID on it. Yeah. Who let her in here? Oh, pardon me. <laughs> If the birds were all infected, wouldn't everybody be infected? <laughs> Get her out of here! Yeah, I, I'm having another stroll! <laughs> oh, no. You were what did it. I, was what, I am to blame for this movie. You had to go be the fucking fact checker for Zombie 3. What is the half-life of the virus, please? <laughs> Let me, because according to my calculations... <laughs> it's unlikely that the ash would actually form into a biological component capable of infecting the atmosphere. <laughs> Oh, no. And then Fulci had a stroke because of you. Because I irritated him. Well, one, you were a woman. Well, there's that. Yeah, so automatically he was on the verge. <laughs> Is a woman speaking to me? Is she wearing glasses on pants? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And then, <sighs> honestly, that wouldn't be the first time I irritated someone into a medical condition, you know. <laughs> to a stroke. Including myself. Like, oh, here I go again. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, I don't know. I was, I don't know why I was so, uh, I, I don't know why this movie didn't annoy me, but it didn't. It, you know, I think it just, it, 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 mm, it could have been shorter. I'll give it that. I see. It could have been shorter. That was uh, that was my key issue. 
But you know what? Hearing about it, thinking about it again, I am thinking fondly <laughs> on the on the islands that peek out of the vast sea that is the runtime of <laughs> Zombie Three. Like I don't, the, 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 I think the problem maybe with the runtime, like it didn't have an exorbitantly long runtime. It's like an hour and a half, but it's. And all it's like pacing, and it's also the fact that the same thing keeps happening over and over. Well, and we don't. Who is the lead character? Right, we don't really get any lead characters. I will say, like one of the army dudes who see who seems set up to be a hero is taken out pretty early. Uh, hot torn shirt. Yes, hot torn shirt. Yeah, corporal hot torn shirt. Corporal hot torn shirt. This is. Did you know? I did like the military guys, like Cheney and Horton, and I can't remember Gracie or something. (laughs) Those are the only names I remembered. But uh, everybody else, you just have to identify off of like not Tia Carrera, hot torn shirt, Um, and so it's and when it cycles between all of these different people, and you know, you think. a little bit after the prologue you get to the the bus and the bird attack on the bus which is great but i was thinking oh it's the girls on the bus are going to be the heroes <laughs> okay well there's your first mistake girl. i know i was watching an italian movie thinking that the women in the movie written by a woman was gonna they were gonna be the heroes girls as heroes okay <laughs> okay excuse me according to my science calculator that is not a probability put away the texas instruments <laughs> yeah. so and then, then the girls show up and then the 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 hot torn shirt and his brigade shows up but then 17 more people show up but then there's the other survivors that show up but then there's the other the couple in the car and it's just well part of this has to do with the behind the scenes drama which is that by the time bruno Mattei came into film they couldn't get the principal actors again and so they had to hire new people and all of these new people became subplots in the movie wow so that's part of it. And then like and then the whole story becomes you know, a couple of people go to an abandoned place, they get attacked. They go to the next abandoned place, they get attacked. They go to the next abandoned place, they get attacked until the end of the movie. And so it's just kind of like there's really no surprises. This is my favorite approach to art making is like instead of honing in and focusing on the the thing that you already have that just needs to be like fixed a little you just like keep adding on top of it (laughs) and just more and just more and then more like me getting high trying to do makeup and then i fuck some part up and it's like okay now i have painted half of my face blue for no reason (laughs) that kind of vibe love it well i was surprised like when the initial group the the group of girls from the bus and the army dudes when they end up at the abandoned resort, which is, again, it's like, is this newly abandoned? Is this old? Like, we don't know. But they go there and they're going to hole up because one of them is injured, whatever. And, hey, everybody, we found a crate full of guns. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so they find the crate full of guns and then it's like they get attacked in the resort by zombies. And so... There's like the siege sequence that you get at like the end of Night of the Living Dead or whatever. And zombie hands busting through the planks over the windows, whatever. And I was like, okay, wow, this is following the formula. And then I looked at the time and it was only like an hour into an hour and a half movie. You had the like end game 
siege sequence. Yeah. So then they had, that was probably like Fulci's finale. And then they were like, oh, fuck, it's only an hour. Oh, we better shoot some more stuff. (laughs) Go to the next abandoned place. So it's a whole mess, but I don't care. It's zombie. It's zombie three. You know what I mean? Now, have you seen the other zombies? Did you like not? Because, you know, this one, they said, okay, we've got a scene with birds. Now we're going to do a whole zombie movie called Birds. Yeah, Zombie 5 is the birds one. I haven't seen that, nor have I seen Zombie 4, which, is, like I said, is written by Rosella Drudy, who wrote, co-wrote this one. Queen. And directed by, uh, what's, his, what's his face, Claudio Fergasso, who co-wrote this one and claims to have directed parts of it. And is also known because uh, Jeff Stryker is in it, the famous porn <gasps> star. It's what? Like, he's was, in four? He's in four. It was like his attempt at doing regular movies. What? Yeah. I'm watching it tonight. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But I think that's another one that's like filmed in the Philippines and is another like, oh no, there's army people in an island. And blah. so I don't <laughs> think it's, I would temper my expectations, but there is a novelty to seeing Jeff Stryker in a zombie movie for sure. I've seen enough of his films. I could watch one more. <laughs> I love Jeff Stryker. What a legend. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. So no, I've only seen out of the zombie proper series, whatever you could call it. I've only seen zombie three and zombie, which is also zombie two. <laughs> yeah. And this is zombie three, which technically means it's also actually zombie two because zombie two is technically zombie one. So I don't know. I've always wanted to see the birds one for sure. I mean, yeah. zombie birds, please. I got yeah. a little taste of it in this one. Yeah, just a touch. Just a little touch. Just a touch. I did get, oh, I got so nervous with the when they showed the birds on the road because I was like, I don't know if they drugged those birds when their heads were a little bobby. I don't know what's happening, but I was like, don't you Italians tell me you killed birds for this movie. I know. So when makes- that one character was chasing the chicken, not a euphemism but he was like running after a chicken all over the place and i was i was worried something was gonna happen but it didn't no instead he got brutally murdered by the government (laughs) much better outcome much better out but this vegetarian was pleased (laughs) for real though that was that was me having heart palpitations so i'm i might have to research zombie birds (laughs) or the killing birds or whatever that one's called and just double check that there's nothing in there. This one, it, it brushes briefly like we're going to get it. And I don't think we really do. But I'm just always nervous about that with these movies. <clears throat> oh, for sure. The only thing that gives me hope, really, is that that's got to be early to mid 90s. So by that point, you know, fake <sighs> animal technology had really come a long way. If it was like 1977, <laughs> I'd oh, really be worried. Yeah, yeah. Take the timer, kill the tiger. <laughs> like it's just put this, put the orca in the blender. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, zombie! I loved it. Did oh. I? Did you? Did you? I think you might have loved it. I had a lot of fun with it. I'm so happy for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it deserves it, but. I had a good time with select parts. I will never forget that head flying out of the fridge. I will probably, before I force Jason to sell his DVD copy, I will probably (laughs) 
take a video of the head flying out of the fridge and use that as every reaction gif video etc for the rest of my life because it's just incredible oh it's a gift and 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 you're right there i think there i think our our uh queen for gosso i'll never remember her name Regina Duty. Um, she, she, that's that's close. She, she, um, she put some social commentary in this. She Romero'd this. Okay. Well, I think she did. She, she did as, and they adapted as little of it as they could. And I'm grateful for her. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Not enough to remember her name, but that's okay. There well, are plenty of uh, unnamed heroines throughout just, history. Yeah, but it sounds like pizza, and it's confusing. So. Rosella Drudy? There we go. Sounds this like is, pizza. Wow. Yeah. Have you ever ordered that? Okay. Do you think Anthony should be canceled? <laughs> <laughs> Watch my fucking TikTok. Hey, Italians are considered white people now. It's oh, fine. Okay, <laughs> so, <laughs> Stacy, mm. we are threeing it up. I don't know if you know this. I love this time of year too because it, we it gets to feel like we're um the local pledge drive for like the classical music station, right? And that makes me so happy. But I have an update for you. Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. We raised that goal to $2,500, and we are, uh, we have, since recording this episode, we have already gained money. We are at $1,250. That's $1,250. Wow, see, wow. Isn't that bonkers? Auga. <laughs> she, bonkers, beep, beep. She, the, the mask over here. <laughs> wagging that the wagging that tongue i'm horny for that number (laughs) this is amazing already in the first what three hours of of the re-re three-ening which god bless transgender law center for probably getting notifications and then being like why is this (laughs) why are there the clones of the del rubio triplets hybrided with a briefcase woman why is it called a re re three inning? <laughs> Why are people called the gay lords <laughs> watching <Excuse> movies? <laughs> what are the implications of the Del Rubio triplets? <laughs> Listen, it's best not to ask any questions. Just let us raise money for you. <laughs> She's banned. I'm banning her. <laughs> 34 donations in wow. the first three hours. $1,250. It's just so wicked. Y'all are so cool. Yes. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for the people who have already started spreading the word, um, which is another way you can help if you are unable to donate. You can just give a retweet or a hooray, you're doing the show and the thing. I mean, I'm sorry. I I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> it's happening. You're you're going full calendar, man. Yep, <laughs> yep. it's happening. <laughs> it's only Tuesday, right? This is the second day of the three innings. I don't know what day it is. I do know that tomorrow's movie. Oh, I'm very excited about. We are doing the Korean anthology horror film. 
Horror Stories 3. Hell yeah! Yay! I'm so excited. I'm excited to not only shake it up uh, with an anthology film, but with a entry in the Horror Stories franchise, because I love Horror Stories 1. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm very, very excited about it. It's real good. Uh, this movie, Horror Stories 3, for those of you that are playing along, like like with your little McDonald's Monopoly boards at home, um, you can access Horror Stories 3 through Asian Crush for free with ads, or you can rent it for like two bucks on like other services. But, you know, just watch, also with the three name, justwatch.com is your friend. Yes, justwatch.com. I use that just about every single day. Oh my God, it's incredible. It really is. But you, you type a thing in there and it'll tell you where movies are available to rent or stream. It's amazing. You don't have to do, which I still do. I open every single app and look for the thing instead of just reaching for my phone and bringing up Just Watch. Oh, wow. So Just Watch, it's, it's going to save you time. So Horror Stories 3, you can find it uh, via there. Yes. And in the meantime, our uh, fundraiser again you can find links on our social medias or on our website, gaylordsofdarkness.com, or you can go directly to the fundraiser at gofundme.com slash F slash gaylords. Hell yeah. And you can donate there and spread the word to people and all of that stuff. You guys have been amazing so far, and we're only like three hours into this. So. It's so cool. Once again, retweet, share, do an Insta story. Tag us. We'll reshare it. So appreciate it. So appreciate it. Just momentum is the hardest thing with a fundraiser, getting momentum going. And like this, this is, this is the head flying out of the fridge here at the Riri 3 inning. Yes. And it's going, (laughs) 1250. Yeah. Towards that 2,500 goal. I can't wait to see where we're at tomorrow, which is Wednesday and not Tuesday. Right. But also, it is Tuesday also for us. No! <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see you guys then. Thanks for listening. Thanks for everything. All right? Okay. Wow. For a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh- Is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, Oh oh my god! god. Oh Oh my my god! Tune in next time for more Gaylords of Ha, 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 ha.